Welcome to Music Biz 101 and more, your free music business advice radio show and podcast. Find us every Wednesday at Brave New Radio, 88.7 FM on the campus of William Patterson the University in scenic Wayne, New Jersey, or on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio as a podcast. I am your po- co-host, Professor David Kirk Philp, along with my other co-host, Dr. Esteban Marconi. Yeah, we are alive and we're recording what you're listening to from Nashville, Tennessee at the Music Biz 2016 convention. And we should thank music, the Music Biz Association for letting us be here at the 2016 Music yes, Biz convention. Yes, and he's right across the hall. He handed me the stuff and we could even thank him if you opened the door and yelled, thank you. Jim Donio? Jerry for doing this. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, Marconi's talking about some merchandise that he was able to get from uh, the president of the Music Business Association, Jim Donio. Exactly. And this particular episode, we're talking all about merch with Merch Cat founder, Vanessa Ferrer. Merch Cat great. founder, Vanessa Ferrer. This is great. This is going to be great. Vanessa comes to us by way of New York and also by way of MBA and music management candidate, Carrie Ravito. Carrie Ravito. That's right. Great to have you. Say hi one more time. Hi. Good to have you here, Carrie. We're not done with all of our thanks. So we mentioned the Music Business Association. We want to thank MIA, the Music and Entertainment Industry Educators Association, gave us a grant, which we're using for people like Carrie, so that she could get here to Amazing. Nashville, Tennessee. It was definitely awesome. We have two sponsors. Would you like to hear about our sponsors real quick? I would quick? love to hear about your sponsors. That is the tremendous, wonderful voice of Vanessa Ferrer. We want to give thanks to the folks at Van Dyne Bruno Inc. and White Hat Management, with artists like Charlie Puth, Dave Matthews, Sharon Jones, the Dap Kings, and Kiss. There's only one place to go for your band's business management. You would go to vb-cpa.com when you were ready, should you need any sort of business management. And Vanessa's in a band, hypothetically. You need business management. Where are you going to go? Folks at Van Dyne Bruno, Inc. And White Hat. And And White Hat Management. That's right. That's where you would go, Vanessa. Sold! <laughs> These very difficult things you're asking. This is very do. hard, very hard, <laughs> Vanessa. This is just like school. We also want to give thanks to Christine Vey, a wealth manager and president of Vey Wealth Management. Christine has helped many of our professionals at William Patterson to manage their investments, plan out for their retirement. If you, Vanessa, or anyone is looking for some guidance on how to plan for your retirement, or if you have, if you have questions on anything from investments and portfolio management to insurance and retirement planning, Give Christine a call at, please repeat after me, 732-1510. You did a tremendous job. Your future is in radio. I think so. Excellent. And you could also email her, Christine, at theywealth.com for advisement. Meanwhile, as we speak, Christine sent me an email wow. about really? recently, and she said, my website is now live. 
You can go to www.veywealth.com or www.veywealthmanagement.com. It's very hard to say <laughs> .com. But you could do, Vanessa, are you laughing, Vanessa? There is no laughing. This is a serious matter. I'm, we're talking I'm sorry. about we're talking about merch in the biz. So enough of that. Don't Thank kick you. me out. We would never <laughs> kick you out. We would embrace you and hold you close. Awesome. So knowing that, that there is love in the room, let us turn it over to the awesome, the fantastical Carrie Ravito, who will now start asking questions of Vanessa Ferrer, founder of MerchCat. Vanessa actually founded her own management group in Focus Artist Management in 2009, and then in 2014 created MerchCat, which is a one-stop shop for merch management, and that launched in December of 2015. Um, so I just, my first question is like a two-parter. If you could just explain to our audience what MerchCat is and how you came up with the idea for it. So um, <clears throat> MerchCat is a tool for artists and their business teams to sell and manage merch at live shows. So it's a point of sale system, inventory management, and analytics. Um, it also does settlement sheets. So it was basically created to facilitate the understanding of what's going on in an artist's merch business because it's one of the two ways that artists can make money today, solid money. Um, you know, one is merch sales and the other is live shows. Right. So what was the second part? Um, how did you come <laughs> up with, like, how did this idea come about? Oh, so um, as you mentioned, I had uh, an artist management company. I was managing a singer-songwriter for three years. Um, we were using PayPal and um, Excel spreadsheets. I would send him an Excel spreadsheet to use. He would send me back a Word document mm -hmm. saying we sold one small <laughs> or he wasn't keeping track of it. Um, and so we had a big show, a potentially big show of about 1,500 people. And I was looking for a way to enable somebody else to run the merch table while I ran around with production and his girlfriend was watching the show um, and I couldn't find anything. And I just said, you know, it's just crazy in this day and age that something doesn't, you know, with, with apps, you know, that something doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one for someone like me that's managing a DIY artist um, and two for artists themselves who don't have a team. Okay. So that was basically um, the, the beginning of the idea. I held on to it mm -hmm. for about a year um, and then I decided to build it. Very cool. Was it one of those things that wouldn't go away? You know, kept kept you kept coming up in your mind that this I think this could work. Well, it, it's um, it it wouldn't go away, but I mean, one of the reasons it wouldn't go away was because I, you know, the management company was my side gig, and I had a different career. So, I had been really wanting to be in music. I mean, music was always a thing for me. It's my passion, and I had wanted to find a way to be in the music industry mm -hmm. full time and you know, management wasn't going to do it at that level. Um, so at the same time, the company I had worked for for 14 years decided to outsource my department. And mm -hmm. they were like, by the way, we have a job for you at the company we're outsourcing to. And, you know, if you don't take it, it's a voluntary resignation. And I was just like, I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. And so... Mm -hmm. Because I had institutional knowledge, I negotiated with them to stay and help them during their transition, and then I found my way out of there, and that, you know, prompted me to figure out what I'm doing next, and the app made the most sense. Awesome. <clears throat> um, so you said it's for their live merch, like at like a live show, so yes. you say. 
can they do this with their online store too or is that not at this juncture okay. um, it was really created you know despite what people think and I actually just mentioned this in, in the panel that mm -hmm. I was on um, people tend to think that online is a place that fans go mm -hmm. to to buy merch and I can tell you as a music lover and I'm happy to support artists. I've never gone home from a concert that I love and gone online and bought anything. Me so 85% <laughs> of the merch sales occur at the live show. Mm -hmm. And artists need to capitalize that moment where people are in that emotional state and, you know, that show rocked and I love yeah. this band and I want to help them and support them and buy everything. And so, you know, with artists not keeping track of merch at live shows, it's a problem. Yeah. You know, and so the initial thought was to solve that problem first, and then we'll build out the features from there. So I do get asked a lot about the online, mm -hmm. but again, I don't, you know, I, I should ask them, how much merch are you actually selling yeah. online? <laughs> but I mean, it is something to, you know, to be able to have inventory from both pools kept track of under one umbrella, it does make sense. So we will add that feature at some point. Do you guys also provide guidance for the artists that are using your app, like on ways they should go about advertising their merch, like sharing things on social media and things like that? Um, well, not so much that point, but you know, artist education is something I'm really passionate about, and I think you know it's one of the things that will ultimately drive this product. You know, creating a, a home for artists to come, like with their questions, and you know, to be able to help them get started with their merch business. I get questions all the time about, you know, who do I go to, to who should I get my merch from? What kind of things should I create? You know, um, different things like that. And so, you know, I try and address those. Like right now, I'm able to do it on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Mm -hmm. um, so I invite people to email me, you know, with questions. I actually was um, part of uh, a program called Artist Max, which is run by Colby Calais' father, and it's kind of like an artist boot camp, and it runs mm -hmm. for a whole weekend. And there was the mother of a very young artist there who participated in it, and you know, I offered her her you know reach out to me if you have questions because they were just getting started with their merch business, and you know, I got a Facebook message from her, and she's like, "Can I call you?" And I said, "Call me." And you know, I spent an hour on the phone with her just talking about price points and you know what type of merch should they buy what type of merch should they give away for free and you know that type of thing so it, it's really something that I enjoy and for me that's the reward being able to like help people get started and in a place where they can eventually you know make money and hopefully keep their business as an artist going so to that that point, are there certain things that sell better than others, or like like is it like weird, unique kind of like specific stuff that you sells know, better than other more generic things? I think that um, I mean there have been studies. Um, there was a, a Nielsen study that showed that uh, fans would spend two point six billion dollars more a year if they had <laughs> access to exclusives and limited edition items. Um, but I think you always need to have your staples like T-shirts, hats. Right your CDs, you know, or your music in some format. And then, you know, what I advise people to do is if those things are working and you have some extra money to kind of play around with ideas and find something that's really representative of you as an artist. Like I actually spoke to one artist at Folk Alliance. Um, she was from Arizona and she started selling cactuses <laughs> and, you know, little cactus plants. Mm -hmm. And, Very cool. you know, 
if you have money to play with, you mm -hmm. can experiment with stuff like that. And if it works, keep it going. And if it doesn't, then don't do it anymore. Right. You know, um, but I, I think what fans are really looking to get is just like a, a piece of the artist somehow that yeah. they can relate to and like look at it and go, oh, yeah, you know, that looks like this band or. Um, you know, so for them to create stuff that's really just representative of them, you know, I encourage that with branding as well, mm -hmm. logos, things like that, you know, make sure it's what you want to say to the world. Can you talk a little bit about uh, splits? In other words, on a $20 t-shirt, who gets what in terms of the revenue? Um, in just in broad terms. Well, I mean, in broad terms, it, it, I mean, as a manager, um, I believe our contract was 15%, so I would have gotten 15% right. of the merch sales. Um, venues, some of them take a percentage of merch sales. Yes. It's, I think it's usually around 10%. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you have to make sure that you're pricing your items properly mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you get compensated yeah, in the way. For our listeners, like what does is, what is the artist wind up with on a $20 sale of a t-shirt? That let's say sold by the venue. Mm -hmm. uh, um, you mean if the venue's providing a merch person? Is yeah. Usually, I think those splits are, are even bigger. I yeah. think they're about thirty percent right. to the venue. Yes. When they provide a merch person for yeah, you. Yeah, we know Madison Square Garden takes forty, but they're Madison Square Garden. Right. Um, but yeah, just in, I think people have a different idea of how much the artist gets out of it, and the yeah. artist doesn't get really. A ton of money out of every sale. No, especially I mean, if there's a record label involved as well. Mm -hmm. If there's you know, when the record label helps with the merch or there's a 360 deal, mm -hmm. the label will also mm -hmm. take a percentage. So mm -hmm. I mean, you know, those are real things to think about when artists are entering into contracts with management, with record labels, and you know, choosing venues that that they want to play at, and also deciding how they're going to run their merch business. I mean, what. MerchCat actually does is it, it it gives a way for the artist to hire somebody in-house and not have to deal mm -hmm. with an outside merch mm -hmm. company mm -hmm. if they don't want to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they can keep a bigger percentage of, of their sales. Yeah, right. Um, I want to switch, oh, did you ask? I'm done. Oh, okay, I just wanted to switch gears a little bit. So you have a partnership with Indie Hitmaker, um, and I just wanted to know how that came about and how that whole thing works. Um, I actually met Bram, who is the founder of Indie Hitmaker, when um, at a Grammy Pro Now conference, it was a, for, for Naris um, in Atlanta, and I was online. Um, actually, I think I found the service online somewhere okay. first. Um, when my artists started selling records, um, we were, you know, artists couldn't report to Billboard unless they were structured yeah. under a record label that met certain requirements and my artist did not meet those requirements. Um, <clears throat> so I had had a phone conversation with Bram and had never met him and then we were at the same Grammy <laughs> event and um, we were online to get a book autographed and I was like, you know, talking to somebody, I'm like, oh, do you know anybody who can do uh, percussion for my artist when he comes to Atlanta to play. And he was like, yeah, me. And then he introduced himself. And I'm like, wait a minute, we've spoken before, like, you know, Indie Hitmaker, we're, we're already using your service. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of, you know, that, that crazy mm -hmm. kismetish type mm -hmm. meeting. 
And then um, we just stayed in touch, and then we shared a uh, an Uber at South by Southwest, not this past year, but the year before. And I was like, I want to talk to you about, you know, this app that I'm that I'm in development with, and having the sales like reported to you, having a way to, to do that so you can report them to SoundScan. So that's pretty mm -hmm. much how that came about. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we had Brave here for Indie Hit. Oh, Media. did you? Yeah. Yeah. And his, I guess, main. Uh, business model is making it so he, he will report your sales right. to, to Billboard, for example, which yeah. is Nielsen Soundscan, yeah. um, and also uh, Buzz, Buzz Angle. Angle. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, but but if you're doing merch, what is there to report? Well, when when artists are selling CDs. Okay, so shows. the CD yeah. in that case, yeah, music, okay. music sales. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, Bram also has another. I don't know if he spoke about it. So. <laughs> Which the, uh, the the band or the Dropkick? Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So, he talked about his Dropkick program. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So yeah. attaching a music sale to yeah. a physical merch sale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. right. So that's where it would also come into play. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the lesson there is, uh, besides the networking, is just be open to to uh, uh, partnerships. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, right now, I mean, that's kind of the name of the game here um you know there's there are a lot of a lot of tools out there and, and things going on i mean i've had people approach me about like putting ticket sales in the app and and providing a merch fulfillment arm where you know artists would tap a button you know need merch and it would go like directly to them um and you know it, it's when when things are mutually beneficial there's really no reason to not explore those types of relationships right now i was uh my my Older daughter is a big fan of a YouTuber named Miranda. Uh, she's Miranda sings. She's gonna have her own show on Netflix now as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, she and I know a number of other like YouTubers, for example, are starting to go and do shows. You know, she's sort of music, but she's sort of not. But mm -hmm. they sell merch at these shows. The first thing we, it was the Beacon Theater in the city, okay. and it was amazing. The hundreds of kids and their parents mm -hmm. who were running first thing to the merch yeah. table to buy the merch. Right. Do you reach out to some of these YouTubers? And also, so there's some podcasters who are going out and doing things live. There's um, uh, Prairie Home Companion who does live shows, places mm -hmm. like that. Do you reach out to this type of person as well to use the app? Um, I haven't, only mm -hmm. because you know we're, we're still pretty new, and artists were, you know, performing mm -hmm. artists, you know, touring artists right. were the target market. But really, any type of creative person who does, you know, people who do book tours and things yeah, like that could mm -hmm. also use this. It's just not my focus. Mm -hmm. at, at, Right. at this point so I mean thank you for the suggestion yeah okay because <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I was thinking how do it's, you find new customers so I'm sure yeah. you don't have a huge marketing budget so. well no I don't and, and actually so back to the partnerships mm -hmm. you know like for example I did a blog for symphonic distribution and they have nine a, a mailing list of 9,000 so right. I wrote the blog they put it out there to 9,000 people um, even more significantly is the relationship that I've been building with CD Baby. So they're actually putting it out today. They're putting out a blog that oh. I wrote. So in the blog, um, at the end of the blog, it tells a little bit about MerchCat, and then I offer a promo code for them for an extended trial. So everybody gets a 30-day free trial. Now they'll get 60 days. So mm -hmm. it's through those types of, um, you know, partnerships, affiliate programs with 
people who have the same target audience, um, you know, is, is really the name of the game other than going to conferences, meeting artists one-on-one, -on -one, and, you know, talking to managers and, and labels, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I do definitely think, though, that the touring artist pool is out there. It's just getting yeah. to the masses. Right. So. And, and maybe it's getting one big artist or, you know, one artist. To who, endorse who it. Really, yeah, yeah, endorse it. And really organically because they used it. Wow, this really worked. Right. Mm -hmm. Look how much more money right. I made this tour than last tour. Right. Because of, because of this. Right. And, and it's hard, you know, believe it or not, it's, it's hard to actually get artists to do that mm -hmm. you know um it, it has to be kind of a, a concerted effort like on my part mm -hmm. to follow up with them and be like hey can you post something on social media right. hey can you you know because they're going to be like the tastemaker for merch cat yeah. um and you know when you have relationships with bands it, it's you would think it would be easier but you know i have some some great friends who i mean they've done like videos for me, you know, and like kind of endorsing the product and they're on mm -hmm. tour right now and they're like, oh, we're gonna use it when we have our real merch. You know, mm -hmm. they only have one shirt right now that they're not really considering their real merch. So they're not taking the time to go in and enter the one <laughs> mm -hmm. T-shirt and actually use it. But, you know, I'm kind of like, you should use it when you have one shirt. This way you get used to using the app. And then mm -hmm. when you do have 10 items, like, you'll be really proficient at, at using it and, and understanding what it does and the steps, you know, that you need to go through to get that, that merch on there. So, um, sorry. Well, no, no, well, the other, no, there was no other. The other part that I find interesting is as you grow, you'll have this great collection of data. Yeah. And you'll be able to be a consultant, for example, to, to managers, you'll be able to, or another service that you'll be able to provide is all this great data that Right, so yeah. funny that you mentioned that because um, I had a uh, an Austrian company actually reach out to me. They distribute 6,000 labels across 125 countries and they have a music enterprise system that reports to record labels, royalties. Mm -hmm. So they read about MergeCat on HypeBot and said they you know let's talk about possibly pulling the data that merch cat um collects from uh show sales mm -hmm. and we can report it back to the record labels so that's something that we're still talking about which kind of you know brought up another interesting thing which is um you know the need for this type of thing abroad because I've had tour managers from the UK approach me does it work in um, in other countries I've had bands from here ask does it work when I tour to other countries and What's so the answer, by the way? Um, well the answer is uh -huh. <laughs> um, right now somebody can use it in their home country like if they're just transacting in one currency because you there's not the ability to switch currencies mm -hmm. but that's now gotten added to my development pipeline okay as a next I wasn't really thinking about going global you know right. three or four months after launching but it seems that there's a need for it and, and that's part of you know the discovery processes and figuring out where to go next you know as the CEO of this company you know you have to listen to what the market is asking for so yeah. that was you know aside from that um, you know 125 countries, you know, 6,000 labels, like that's a huge opportunity for MerchCat to, I mean, what would happen was, is the, these labels artists would have to use MerchCat. So mm -hmm. it's a huge opportunity for MerchCat to 
you know, expand its user base and to, you know, uh, in a meaningful way and, and also expand, you know, globally. So And imagine if you charged a million dollars a month yeah. and you had a million <laughs> artists. <clears throat> You'd have like hundreds of dollars, right? Well, then I can retire. Yeah, there then you I go. would You're need to call. <laughs> what was her name? Then you could call Christine <laughs> Vang. Seven three two four five five fifteen ten. Do you have uh, anything else, Karen? Um, I guess my last thing would be, um, so you're a female entrepreneur in a predominantly male business. Yes. And any advice you would have for women who are going into the music business who are want to be entrepreneurs? Yes. Don't let it be a thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I came from a male-dominated industry prior to this, mm -hmm. so I was well prepared to come into it. But I don't think that I ever, you know, I sometimes felt... Obviously, like I was the minority, mm -hmm. but I just tried to not let it be a thing for me. I tried mm -hmm. to not let it create boundaries. And and in all honesty, if we go back to my story about the outsourcing and stuff, I had gone in another direction within my company, and I got the education. I actually worked on the job, and I never got moved to where I should have been. And in that case, I would have never have gotten outsourced or potentially outsourced, and then I wouldn't have been doing this. But the whole point is, you know, I think that there was some disparate treatment there because mm -hmm. I was a female. And, you know, instead of sticking in the situation, I was just kind of like, I'm out of here. You know, <laughs> you know, know your worth and, and, you know, be confident in who you are and just don't let it be a barrier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excellent advice. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you Great. very much. And yeah. we need to thank you for being here. Yes. It's been really good. Well, thank you. This was fun. Were, were you ha are you happy with how it went? Yeah, I always like telling my story okay. and doing <laughs> what I'm doing because yeah. it's important, you know. I mean, I, I do feel like because this is one of the only ways that artists can make money today, you know, if, if they use this tool properly and use the analytics and use it to make decisions about what to buy next, what not to buy, what's selling, what to bring to what shows. And, you know, if, if they're selling, they're killing it in merch at this venue, but not at this venue, why is that? And, yeah, you know, sure. just those kind of take those assessments out of there. And, you know, in our development pipeline, you know, we will actually have reports that will actually just spit it out, mm -hmm. like, so they don't have to sit there and kind of, you know, uh, analyze the information themselves like it, it mm -hmm. will say like you know we have in like a really cool pie chart it's not in there right now but a cool pie chart that it shows you you know you sold this much as t-shirts and mm -hmm. this much is stickers and yep, you know yep. and you at a glance go okay we don't need to buy any more of those things because they're mm -hmm. not selling nobody's mm -hmm. buying them and you know that helps with waste you know not having mm -hmm. waste on hand and also you know with the reports that we have real-time inventory helps with ordering you know with enough time so you're not paying expedited shipping to get items yeah. for a show mm -hmm. i actually mm -hmm. had a horror story with that with with my artist um he was playing in atlanta and we had our first run merch that was coming and the provider who i don't use anymore um <laughs> mm -hmm. shipped it to me overnight mm -hmm. and like the shipping was like 450 dollars oh and right. I was like, there was. I knew there was no way he was doing four hundred and fifty dollars in sales. <laughs> right. So I would have just said, keep it, you know. Yeah. And so just for things to not, you know, have to be expedited, and you know, just to help them have a better merch business and be mm -hmm. able to tell what's going on, so they can have a better merch business. So. And they should go to merchcat.com. Yes. Merchcat.com. All right. They should. They will. Because they will. you said. All right. All right. So thank you again, Vanessa well, Ferrer, for being here. Thank you very much.
Thank you, Carrie Rovito, for making sure she got here. So, Carrie Rovito, get that MBA. Yes. Thank you, Carrie. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Carrie. Marconi didn't clap for you. Not it's sure it's why. Okay. I did. It right. was an enough clap, and you gave her like one clap. I gave her multiple. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Marconi. Thank, Thank you, Dr. Marconi. Marconi. And of course, my co-host. David Kirk Philp, who is a professor. You may call me for Professor David Kirk Philp. And at the end of every podcast, we do not say goodbye. No, what we do don't we do that. We say, adios! Yeah.